Welcome to the Pop Culture Shuffle with Joel Garcia. Most people may remember the movie Kick-Ass and Kick-Ass 2. The movie's about a guy who decides to become a superhero. You might find it hard to believe, but there are people who do this in real life. A few years ago, while I was at San Diego State University, I met someone called Mr. Extreme. He was someone dressed as a superhero, with a cape, padding, and a helmet, who was looking for information about an assault. As this occurred, a reporter from the local ABC station in San Diego, 10 News, was talking to him and I just happened to be passing by. So she asked if I could be interviewed for the story. And I was, and to this day, there are some people who recognize me from that news segment. Recently, I had the opportunity to catch up with Mr. Extreme and talk with him right outside the Hall of Justice in downtown San Diego. Okay, let's start off just by saying your, well, your superhero name, I guess. My superhero name is Mr. Extreme. Mr. Extreme. Of yes. The Extreme Justice League? Of the Extreme Justice League. Okay. So, like as I said it before, before we began, like, we previously technically met each other, like, years ago. Probably, yeah. Yeah, at San Diego State. So, it's a weird coincidence, and I only recall it because for years afterwards, I would often get people recognizing me because I was in that video. Oh, okay. Yeah, the 10 News video where they... they where they said like, hey, I recognize you from that Channel 10 video. And like, I first thought, what video? And then I found out it was that mm. th that report that from Channel 10. Okay, okay. So, anyways, let's get to the main point. So, what is the Extreme Justice League? The Extreme Justice League, we are a group of real life superheroes based here in San Diego, California. We're committed to patrolling the streets, keeping people safe and also uh, spreading goodwill in the community. We focus primarily on the safety patrols downtown and also homeless outreach to the homeless community, uh, mostly in the downtown area as well. All right, and I think I asked you this years ago, but I'm asking again because I just want to be reminded. Were you inspired in any way by the movie Kick-Ass? Actually, uh, Kick-Ass, well, the movie Kick-Ass was inspired by us and stuff. Really? Yeah. I mean, we came out uh, years before Kick-Ass. See, Kick-Ass came out in 2010. We we came out in 2006. But, yeah, I, I, def I am a fan of the movie, though. I like the movie. It is, uh, even though it, a lot of the stuff I wouldn't try out in real life, but uh, I, I, I do like the movie. It's very entertaining. And, um, you know, there are some there are some similarities in, in, those, in those movies to our world, yeah. Even the sequel? Yeah, I would say definitely the sequel. Actually, with the sequel, I I, I had conversations with, uh, I think it was either the, one of the producers uh, before the, the movie was coming out, and he was thinking about how to how to incorporate some of uh, the ideas from our world into the movie. And then when the movie came out, we said, wow, that guy looks kind of like this guy, that guy looks kind of like that guy. Yeah. Oh, so they consulted you, Yeah. but they didn't give you like a cameo. No, no. They, they they just wanted they wanted some ideas and stuff you know and it's, it's yeah they wanted ideas I wish they could have given us a cameo but but it's all good all right and were you inspired by any other superhero movies or comics oh yeah I've been a fan of superheroes and comics and action movies and, and all my life uh, everything from uh, Spider-Man Batman Superman uh, the Ninja Turtles the Power Rangers 
um, uh, you know, Chuck Norris, Bruce Lee, and and you know, so on and so forth. Everything in between. Yes. Okay. So before we get off topic, I want to get back to the whole Extreme Justice League. So, do you actually fight crime? Uh, well, I'd say I th- I would say we prevent crime. Yeah. You know what we try to do. I mean, depending on what your definition of fighting crime is, I I, I think we're more of a of a crime prevention. Yeah. You know, a lot of times, most of the stuff we deal with out here downtown is mostly. Mostly uh, assaults and fights and um, things that look like the situations that that are about to build up. Uh, there's a few times we've we've stopped a sexual assault, but you know, like when, even when we when we when we intervene, we don't like uh, use physical violence to you know to hurt some hurt somebody that's trying to commit a crime. Uh, we, we always act within our rights, and we always get the police involved, and we only use only as much force as necessary to, you know, protect ourselves or protect somebody that's um, getting attacked. So no grappling hooks, batarangs, no, or not at all. smoke bombs, or like... Not at all. Not at all. Nothing, nothing like that. I mean, that stuff, I mean, as much as I like, I'm a fan of it in, in, in you know, watching it in the movies, the stuff is just not practical for what we do out there. Okay, so... What do you what do you do at night? Because it, you said that like from eleven to three you go out at night with the homeless. So, but what do you do in the middle of the night here in downtown? Where? Oh, okay. Um, that from eleven to three downtown on the weekends we patrol the streets. We uh, get a team together of people dressed in, in real life superhero outfits. We patrol the streets. We act as a visual deterrent to crime. Uh, we make ourselves highly visible. We if we see a situation we get involved. Uh, whether it's you know breaking up a fight, de-escalating a situation that's about to get violent, uh, rendering first aid, getting somebody a cab or an Uber, or giving medical aid, or calling the police. Yeah. It's a safety patrol, but we we'll, we'll wear costumes. So you're like a superhero neighborhood watch. Yeah, actually, that's a good way to describe it. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so you said you began the Exchange League in 2006. Yes. And it was just you at the beginning, or was it like a group of friends? It, it was just me at the beginning. Uh, it was just me at the beginning, uh, sporadically going out, making appearances, doing patrols, going to events. Getting uh, in the first few years is just uh, getting getting the, my name out there, getting the group out there, trying to structure the organization on how I wanted it to go, how I wanted it to um, operate and um, just promoting the movement. There's a lot of promoting and, and, and just and, and, and some sporadic patrols. And then eventually I got in contact with other people that were into the same thing, into that are part of the real life superhero movement. And we started getting out on more patrols. And it, it was about, it's about 2010 when it really started picking up, when we started recruiting a, a few more people. And then from there, it, the rest is history. Uh, here we are, especially after Kickass. Yeah, I, I would think uh, with the Kickass, the Kickass movies, uh, I think it helped propel the pro- popularity. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because that's what I keep thinking of right now when I think of, of the Extreme Justice League. I think the movie Kickass. Yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people think that when that movie came out, I think a lot more people were getting um, more interested in it. Also, uh, other people. You know, I mean, I was getting a lot of people interested in it, uh, 
you know, like back in 2009, even before Kick-Ass, people were calling me up and uh, asking about it, how to get involved. A lot of people were asking for media appearances and interviews. So, yeah, but I, th I would say definitely after Kick-Ass, we saw like a lot more, a lot more interest in it. All right. And uh, uh, what is like the biggest profile thing you've done as Mr. Extreme? biggest profile thing? yeah the biggest thing like you've done like the biggest like thing you've done like like the like a favorite moment oh that's pretty tough to describe i i can i right now the only thing that comes to the top of my head is the campaign we ran in 2014 in north park uh there was a, a, a serial attacker running around attacking women uh, and just just out just in alleys and hiding behind Hiding behind electrical boxes, jumping out and attacking women, and out of the blue, and and we ran a big campaign, a lot of patrols, a lot of media appearances, community meetings, and um, and then I think we got a lot of awareness raised, and I think that was a, a really good a good time for us, and also we recruited quite a few quite a few people for our organization. That's one of them, you know, uh, being in uh, being invited to speak down in. Uh, in, in the, at the city of Chula Vista, what was was another another big thing. Um, you know, time we we stopped a sexual assault in progress and down up in Escondido. That was another one. Uh, and then you know all the different you know appearances. You know, we've been in, we've, we've been invited to speak at uh, movie premieres and and all these other things. So. Uh, it's it's a lot of things. It's it's really tough for me to just say okay, that's the biggest thing because I think everything is everything is pretty important. You know? Okay, which movie premieres? Let's see. Well, this definitely for our own documentary for superheroes. Yeah. Oh, you have a documentary. Yeah, the 2011 HBO documentary. Yeah, we made all kinds of appearances at film festivals and and different premieres for that and uh, yeah. All right. So, I, I never heard of that documentary. It's on HBO? Yeah, HBO. This, this came out in 2011. Oh, okay. I'll look into it. Has it been a struggle like to keep your identity secret? Like, keep, yeah. Like, people have been trying to, like, say, yank the mask off or just, like, the police and, like, give us your real name or something like that? Well, in the beginning, I was a lot more concerned about that. I was, like, trying to be all secretive, all sneaky. Oh, I want to keep my identity secret. But, uh, well, of course, you know, dealing with the police, we, we I got stopped by the police a lot in the early days. Uh, of course, you had to give them the identity. If not, they'll find a reason to detain you longer or arrest you. Uh, so, you know, the police, they, know, they definitely know who I am. And then eventually you know as soon as I started talking to a lot more media a lot more people recognized who I was so I don't really go um, take go to great lengths to try to disguise my identity as much uh, you know because we're also a nonprofit organization so uh, you know I somebody has to be on on the listing for the nonprofit so that that would be me you, you only do this on the weekends 11 to 3. Uh, for patrols, yeah, yeah, because I, I work, pretty much everybody in our group, we work and go to school. Uh, in the beginning, we, we patrolled a lot more in, in the early days. In the early days, uh, you know, we were patrolling sometimes like three times a week, two times a week. One time we patrolled five times a week. Uh, in, the, in the early days, we were patrolling like uh, different areas. 
you know, all we're going all over San Diego City, all over this the county, and now we're just pretty much just downtown San Diego on the weekends. Yeah. All right. We're we're weekend warriors, so we're we're gonna save we're gonna save the world, but only on the weekends from eleven to three. Well, that's actually kind of club. That's a clever way to end, end our podcast interview. Yeah. So thank you very much for talking to me, Mister Extreme. Definitely, you're very welcome in Extreme Justice. I would like to thank Mr. Extreme for giving us the opportunity to talk to him for this podcast. If you'd like to find out more about the Extreme Justice League, you can find them on Facebook or go to their website at extremejusticeleague.org. That is extreme without an E. Thank you for listening to the Podcast Shuffle with Joel Garcia.